Birds flying high, you know how I feel. Sun in the sky, you know how I feel. Breeze drifting on by, you know how I feel. It's a new dawn, it's a new day, it's a new life for me, and I'm feeling Welcome to another week of Fuck the Peanut Gallery, where rules don't matter. We talk about the shit we want to, the way we want to. It's me again, Countless Freckles, here for another week. So, just like last week, I won't be before you long. Just wanted to talk really briefly about something that I'm hearing pretty regularly. Um, and I've, you know, told somebody this before myself. Um, it seems like these days men don't like women. Black men do not like women, specifically black women. Black women do not like men. And it's, it's a strange phenomenon for me, right? So I'm in a situation where I'm single and, you know, I date and I get really frustrated, right? But I, I, what I realize being in that space, because I'm not somebody that says I don't like men or I don't have that attitude, I don't, you know, give that off in any way. I feel like it's actually not that men don't like women and women don't like men. I think what it is is that both parties equally and alike are tired, Right, I think it actually is that both parties are tired, right? So when you think about dating, you think about there is effort on both ends that 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 has to be put forth, right? You have to put your best foot forward, you know, you have to, you know, you're supposed to show up your authentic self and after doing that so much, like it's exhausting, right? So I think we all have reasons that we are just fucking exhausted. I think that it comes down to, number one, you're in a relationship, you think your relationship's going to be it, right? You're like, this is gonna be it, this is my last relationship, this is gonna be my person who I'm with forever. And then some shit happens and the relationship has to end. Now, if you actually want to find your forever or you actually want your forever to find you, you have to somehow, some way, muster up the energy to get your ass back out there. You got to figure out how do I find the mental space? How do I find the physical energy? How do I find the desire again to get myself back out there and do this shit all over again? You've already taken time to uh, open up to somebody, right? You've taken time to allow yourself to be vulnerable um, with somebody, to allow somebody in your space, in your mind, in your heart. Now you have to do that all over again. That shit is exhausting. It's very, 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 very difficult for you to get to a point. Well, it is for me. It's hard for me to get to a point where I'm opening up to someone 
without hiding parts of myself, opening up to someone where I allow someone in so much that I trust them in that way, where we're in a relationship and I trust you, that is very difficult. So when you have to end a relationship and if you actually want to be married, you want again to find your person, you want your person to find you, you got to do it again. You got to, what people used to say, you got to get back up on the horse and do that shit all over again. And that is exhausting. It's also scary, right? You're getting back out there in a world that is not nice. The dating world is not nice to us. Right. Dating is not nice for some like myself. It's not fun. Shitty. I do it. Right. And I make the shit look good, but I don't enjoy it. A part of the reason why I don't enjoy it is because there's this thing that people are doing with one another called ghosting. You ever been talking to somebody and, you know, you think that things are going fine you know, you're talking, you're having regular uh, communication, you might have been out on a couple dates, seems like things are going great, and then all of a sudden, you stop hearing from that person. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, seemingly, right? All of a sudden, they've just decided to ghost you, no explanation as to why it's not going to work out for them. They've just decided, you know what? This isn't working, so I'm just going to never talk to this person again. They've made that choice on their own, which, rightfully speaking, they have the right to do so. But damn, that shit hurts. It feels very, very, very shitty. I think we've all been there, right? I think at one point in time in our lives, we've all been ghosted. Doesn't feel good. It's funny because I was kind of having this conversation the other day with a friend of mine, And um, I've gotten to the point where I try not to just ghost men. I've done it before. And to be honest with you, like I've just stated, in my mind, I had the right to do so. Then a little birdie told me that maybe I should consider telling these niggas why it's not going to work out so that they can maybe learn from their mistakes or learn from what they did that did not work out for me, that wasn't good for me. So I've put that into common practice. So when I decide that whatever, for whatever reason, my relationship with this person's not going to move forward, I do let them know why. I send a text message and say, hey, this isn't working out for whatever reason, might be more than one reason, but this is not working out. I wish you well. You be well. Good luck. Now, do I make room, time, and space for them to uh, respond? Absolutely not. I do block them after that. In my mind, that's no longer ghosting. Maybe it is to you all. I don't know. But to me, I've given you the reason. Now you're not sitting wondering why. Why is she no longer responding to me? Why is she no longer calling me? Why is she no longer texting me? Is it something I did? You don't have to worry about it with me. I'm not ghosting you. I let you know why. This ain't it. So? I got to let your ass go. And then I block them. My God brother says that (laughs) I 
my last message is very corporate. It's very HR is what he says. Because it is. There's an introduction. There's a, hey, I hope your day is going well. Hey, happy Sunday. Hey, hope you're doing all right. And then again, I tell them, look, it's been fun. I appreciate the effort. But because of this, this, that, and the third, this is not going to work out. I appreciate you. I hope that you find what you're looking for. And then there's a sign off. Generally says, be well. Introduction, body, closing. It's just how I do it. Another reason for me that dating is so difficult these days is finding the time. We are moving as people as we're moving at like a mile a minute, right? Maybe faster than that, a mile a minute. That actually sounds a lot slower than I thought it would before I said it. Anyway, we're moving fast, right? Life is coming at us fast. We're trying to keep up. Shit is just happening. We are literally, literally always being hit with something else. If it's not our personal shit, it's our family shit. If it's not our family shit and our personal shit, it's our friend shit. If it's not our personal shit, our family shit, our friend shit, it's political shit. It's always some shit. While you're trying to live your life, work your job, go to school, um, you know, help family, friends, you know, stay in the know about politics and all of that shit, finding the time to date, especially the time that it actually takes to get to know somebody, that's hard. Versus when you're in a relationship, I'm not saying that the time um, given and the time poured into a relationship should be less, but you can find a routine. Right. You know, the other person's schedule. Right. They know your schedule. So it may not be as difficult to find space to make space for that person. When you're single and you have to make time to date, you actually have to make time for other people versus when you're in a relationship. That person is a part of your time. That person has your time. That person really, when you're in a relationship, in my mind, you owe that person time. When you're dating, to actually carve out time is different. It's very different. You're not a part of my life. Now I have to see where I can fit you in, respectfully speaking, but my life is it goes a certain way. It goes very fast. Now I have to see what can I put on hold? What can I push to the side? You know, where can I make room? That can be difficult. I think that for the reasons that I just named, I think collectively we're all tired. I do think that there are some things that men are challenged with, and this is me being a woman, being, of course, on the outside looking in, but some things that men are challenged with with, when dating. And then I'll also go into a couple of things that women specifically struggle with, me being a woman. Men, I think that today, and, and I actually agree with this, I've heard men say they give so much, but they get so little in return. I actually agree. I do. Anybody who knows me, I generally can straddle the fence when it comes to things that men say and women say. I kind of can have one foot in both sides, one foot in for the men, one foot in for the women because I get it. I can see it. Men, there are so many requirements. You're expected to be chivalrous. 
right? Just been having some in-depth conversations with my homeboy Jackson about chivalry, how it started, what it's turned into, what it is today. Looks different in all three stages, right? Chivalry is a big thing, but it is an expectation today of men that women have of men. Men are expected to pay for, generally, back up. Men are expected to plan and pay for dates. I've heard multiple times where women don't pay for dates. A woman won't pull out her wallet. You're not my man. I ain't paying for shit. Which a part of me understands that. But the other part of me has to ask, when does the man get a chance to be treated? Does he not have that right until he's your man? Because a person like me, and I've said this a couple of different times, yeah, I'll go on a date to a restaurant. I'll go. I'll let you spend a couple hundred or whatever. But to be honest with you, I actually prefer dates that are a lot less. Let's go for a walk. Let's go for ice cream, coffee, tea, museum, which is free or it can be free. Why do I feel like that? Because a lot of times I feel like if a man is paying for a date, he dropping a couple hundred, which by the way, you go to a restaurant, a nice restaurant, a really nice restaurant, you both get an entree, you might get an appetizer, you get a couple drinks. $200 is actually not a lot of money, but it's an investment. Might not be a lot of money, but it's not your money, ladies. It's not yours. So regardless of if you think it's a lot of money or not, it's not your money. Men are expected to be the ones to call and text. Good morning. How you doing? Keep the conversation going. We expect a lot of these men. Because for real, for real, if a man is not texting you first, is he interested? If a man is not calling you regularly, is, regularly, is he interested? Does he actually like you? Does he actually want to get to know you? Does he care? If a man is not texting you first, calling you first, initiating the conversations, does he care? Is he actually here to get to know me? Something else that I realize of not only myself, but other women. Women have very, very high standards for men. Do I think they're unreachable? No. Do I think they're high? At times, yes. I do. I think our expectations are high. I think our standards are high. Three of them that I can think of off the top of my head, height. <laughs> At least that's for me. Height is a big thing for me. Height is a very big thing. Something else that I can think of, maybe not so much for me, but for other women is income. Is a man making money? Something were to happen, can I depend on him to help take care of me? Can he hold down house and home? Now, while I personally think that's important, that's not something I'm looking for up front. I have my own money. Children, no children. Most women don't want to date men with children. So when you're a good guy and you have children, sometimes you'll be passed on simply because you have children. I used to be that way. I used to not want to date anyone with children. I was like, nah, it's too much. You got the children. You <coughs> Excuse me. You have the children's mother. It's a lot. 
I used to be the one that said, I do not want to date a father. So between height, a man's income, and his children, might be a little rough. There's a lot of short men out here. It's a lot of short men out here. And they might be good guys. I've always said, actually not always, here recently, my man is probably, honestly, about 5'10 and light-skinned, my husband. He probably is. Now, um, I want the Lord to know that I'm not speaking that into existence. That's not a desire of mine. But, like, I've dated quite a few, you know, tall, chocolate men, and I'm single. So it is likely that my husband is literally the opposite of what I'm looking for. Another thing for men that men might feel, actually, I've been confirmed that a lot of men feel women prefer bad guys over the good guys. This is actually a pretty interesting concept. Why? Because sometimes it's true. I don't know that it's the bad guys literally or if it's bad guy qualities, right? So like you have a good guy, you know, smart, charming, respectful, chivalrous, really willing to give me any and everything I ask. That sounds cool, but I also want him to have a little edge. Does that good guy make me feel protected? Could that good guy go into a maybe not so quote-unquote, safe space and have a presence that will not make him automatically be attacked? If I take him to the hood, we go to the hood, will his demeanor and his appearance make him a target? Or does he have the appearance and the demeanor that says, don't fuck with me. I might be quiet, but don't fuck with me. I think it's a very... I think it's a misconception when it comes to some women. I don't want a bad guy. I don't necessarily want, I'm not saying that I won't take one, but I don't necessarily want a hood nigga. There's such thing as a reformed hood nigga. Sure. Why not? I think that there's a lot that men deal with in the world of dating that sometimes we as women overlook. We overlook it because they deal with our expectations. And on, from us, it's like, shit, that's what I expect. I'm not going to change it. I'm not going to lower my standards is a, is, a, is a common thing that I hear. I think men deal with a lot. From the women's side, a little different. One of the things that I hate that I know I'm not the only woman that deals with is a man who is not emotionally available. Stop coming to women. And I'm saying this out of, with the utmost respect. Men do this thing where you approach women, which means she was minding her business, doing whatever the fuck she was doing, working, working out, I don't know, praying, you know, uh, you know, eating, drinking, whatever she's doing, you approach her. She says, sure, let's exchange numbers. Let's get to know each other. 
nine times out of 10, men approach the situation as though they're interested in a relationship. So the woman obliges. Then they get into that space and this man, he's not even emotionally available. He's still so fucked up, so wrapped up and whatever his last shit was, he can't release emotionally what he's dealt with in the past. He can't be emotionally free. He's not ready. He hasn't done the work. He hasn't let go. Whatever that is, he hasn't let go. So now the woman has decided that she wants to, you know, invest and he's not prepared to receive Now, you've disturbed her in her space. You've disturbed her in her peace, whatever that may have been for her before you came into her life. You've disturbed that. And now you're unavailable emotionally. It's fucked up. This whole idea these days that men have with this whole relaxed approach to dating. One thing that I hate When I hear men talk about dates, don't come to me and ask me, can we hang out? No, we can't. We can go on a date. We can do that. Can we hang out? No, we're not friends. We can't hang out. We're not buddies. We cannot hang out. We're not besties. No, we cannot hang out. We cannot kick it. We cannot link. We're dating. We can date. And again, in my eyes, dates don't have to be extravagant. But can we hang out? No, we're not friends. We ain't homies. It's not what you're here for. Now, if your expectation is just to be my friend, you need to state that up front. I'm not right now in the market for any more male friends. So can we hang out? No. We can date. We can do that. That whole relaxed approach with using different phrases for dating and courting, cut it. Most women want to be dated. They want to be courted. They want to be taken out. Again, that can look different. It can be anything, like I said, from a walk. Walk in the park. If you're in Atlanta, we can meet at Piedmont. We can go ride bikes on a bike trail. I can meet you on the bike line. We can have ice cream, and then we can go ride bikes that do we're not hanging out we're dating we're getting to know each other we're dating there is a difference something else that women struggle with me specifically the lack of chivalry yes men have that same challenge where chivalry is expected women we do expect it not gonna hold you there there's there's no secret that we expect chivalry i don't like a man who's not chivalrous Chivalry looks different, I'm realizing, to each man. Each man, chivalry looks different. But I would like a man who was taught what chivalry means, what chivalry looks like today. Because, interestingly enough, what chivalry used to mean when it was actually first created in the 11th century versus what it means today, two different things. Do they align? Sure. Are they different? Absolutely. So I would like someone who is chivalrous, somebody who actually understands what that means and likes being chivalrous. 
Or I'll take somebody who might be aware of what chivalry is, but maybe he wasn't taught, but he's open. Which means if I meet a guy and he doesn't hold the door for me, if I mention that he's not going to be offended, he won't, you know, look at me sideways and then want to write me off because I've asked for him to treat me a certain way. A woman who's willing to treat or to teach a man how to treat her is just doing that. She's doing just that. She's teaching him how to treat her, which is okay. Because the reality of it is everybody should be treating anybody that comes into your space. You should be teaching them how to treat you. You should. A funny one that I uh, saw while I was doing some research is, is he homeless and that's why he's always at my house or does he just like being in my house? I've actually heard this before too, where women have this thought of men using them for their space, meaning the man doesn't actually want to be with you because he actually wants to be with you. He actually really needs to be with you. He's homeless. He doesn't have a place of his own. So he needs to be there. That's scary. That's very, very scary. Imagine meeting a man. Y'all meet out somewhere. He, you know what I'm saying, cool, looks cool. Y'all kick it, you know, a few times. You date a few times. And then you bring him back to your crib. Seems like things are going great. So he keeps coming to your crib. You offer to go to his crib and he's like, nah, it's cool. Like, I'd rather us be here. That would draw red flags for me. Unless I know of a specific situation that's going to bring up red flags for me. Women have had this struggle. I actually know somebody who went through this. He was in a relationship with her. She enjoyed his company. Come to find out, he was literally homeless, had nowhere to go. He was jumping from couch to couch to couch, got with her, ended up in her bed, never fucking left. That shit is sick and scary and sick. Last but not least, very similar to the good guys versus bad boys thing, we as good women struggle with the same thing. Good women versus hoes might be good hoes, but hoes nonetheless. It's a losing battle. We're in this time and age where men prefer a certain look. They say they prefer a certain type. Good girls struggle. I'm a good girl. You know, I, you know, take care of business, my own business. I work, got my own shit. I can guarantee you that most niggas will pick a hoe over me. She's fine. I'm cool. I'm not like, you know, haha fun. I'm I'm cool though. You know what I'm saying? We'll have some we'll have some fun, have some laughs. I you know, throw a few jokes. But like I'm not about to go out and stand on couches and shit at the club with heels on, paying for a section. Not me. Not gonna happen. I'm not that person. Good girls against hoes. It is a losing battle.
It really is. Listen, all in all, it's not that men don't like women or that women don't like men. Everybody's fucking tired. Dating is not easy. In my opinion, dating is not fun. I just told somebody the other day, I want to meet my husband and marry him tomorrow. All this dating shit, that getting to know people shit, mm-mm, it's too much. Coming up against different personalities. I got to get to know what you like, what you don't like. Don't work out. Then I got to start all over and do that same shit with somebody else. It's exhausting. Truly, I don't believe that men dislike women and that women dislike men. I think we are all tired. I don't know how y'all feel. Uh, After you listen to the episode, feel free to send me a DM and let me know your thoughts. I would love to hear some feedback. Um, Tell me if I'm wrong. If I'm wrong, that's cool. But let me know. If I'm right, tell me I'm right. Let me know. I would really, truly like to hear whether or not this aligns with many of your thoughts. In the meantime, I hope you all have a wonderful, wonderful week. Thank you so much for joining me. I will talk to you.